0: i to hear some of that, and uh, I hope you're all right with that. Um, If not, there's other churches (laughs) that the Lord don't show up in that you can go to. Amen. All right. Luke chapter number seven. I'm just kidding. Don't go to another church, all right? That's a bad thing. And uh, I was just joking. But uh, Luke chapter number seven, verse number 36, i begin reading. Very familiar passage of scripture for us around here And uh, hopefully today, before you leave, it'll be familiar to you. The Bible says, and one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. This is a story about Jesus and a Pharisee. But there was an intruder. We're going to look at that just for a few moments. In verse number 37, the Bible says, and behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and had wiped them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself. I need everybody, this ain't part of the message, but everybody take note of this. Maybe underline it in your Bible. He didn't speak out loud, he spoke within himself. In other words, this was his thoughts. This is what he was thinking. And the Bible says that he spake within himself saying, "This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner." Now let's not think bad about this man. As far as he was concerned, he probably knew that everybody was a sinner. So what was he trying to say? He was saying there was something different about this woman. Her sins were notorious, if you will. This wasn't somebody that was like everybody else. This woman was more than likely, every commentator would agree, a prostitute. And here the Bible says she comes in to a meeting, to a, to a meal with the disciples and Jesus and the Pharisees who bid him to come And here she comes and stands behind Jesus and begins to anoint his feet with her tears, wipes them with her hair, kissed his feet, and anointed them with ointment. The Bible says in verse number 40, And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. He said there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence, the other... Fifty. When they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head, with oil, thou didst not anoint. But this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many. need everybody to see that. Jesus didn't deny She was a sinner. He didn't try to make light of who she was. He didn't try to explain his position, nor did he try to explain away hers. He said, her sins which are many. I need somebody that can identify with that. Her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he saith unto her, thy sins are forgiven. I got a feeling this isn't the first time that she heard this. Is everybody all right? I got a feeling this isn't the first time that she had heard this. I got a feeling that this woman had heard Jesus say the same thing to her another time in another place. And that is why she was where she was on this particular day. But I believe this woman is a lot like you and I in the fact that I think that, let's just be honest about it, it's hard to believe that Jesus would forgive us of all our sins. And I believe this woman came back to show her love and her gratitude to him, but I believe she was still battling whether or not she could be forgiven. Jesus plainly tells those that are in the house that her sins were already forgiven and then he says to her, Thy sin, I, I need, y'all hear what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, he's already proclaimed to everybody in the house that her sins were forgiven. And now he turns to her and he says, Listen, serious, I'm not joking. Thy sins are forgiven. Say, but, but you don't know how bad I've been, Jesus. That, thy sins are for- You don't know what I do. Your sins are forgiven. But you don't know where I want. Your sins are forgiven. The Bible says that, and they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? Man this if you know your Bible and you know anything about scripture then you know that when Jesus said her sins were forgiven he was declaring himself to be God he was letting everybody in the house know in case you didn't know who I am this is who I am I am the one that can forgive sins this question that they asked was in disbelief and doubt They didn't want to believe. They couldn't, they didn't want to admit that he was God. But he plainly told them, I am God. I am the one that can forgive sins. And in verse number 50, and he said to the woman, thy faith has saved thee, go in peace. I look at this passage of scripture and I look at a woman that has a relationship, a true love, and I see an individual that has religion. I need somebody to help me. I see one who had religion. He was a Pharisee who was identified by Jesus by the name of Simon. We know not much about Simon other than that he was a Pharisee and that he had bid or asked Jesus to come and to have a meal with him. But we know from the testimony and from the fruit of Simon that everything about Simon was about religion. We find out this woman, Jesus, shows us a picture of somebody who out of gratitude loved him. A relationship, is everybody with me? I can't teach that. I can't make you have that. You can come in here with all the rules. You can come in here. I ain't going to preach long. Don't get all scared, all right? If you're scared, let your guard down. You're going to get out of here. I'm going to get you to your fried chicken. You're going to get to eat all that grease. Go lay down somewhere. Whatever you got to do, don't worry. It's going to happen, all right? I can't give you a relationship. I can teach you religion. I need somebody to help me. Anybody can teach you religion. But not nobody can show you a relationship. There's a difference between religion and a relationship. There's a lot of people running around today professing to be saved that has religion. They got all their T's crossed. They got all their I's dotted. If you ask them, if you got them in a preaching setting, they know when to say amen. They know when to raise their hand. They know when to go through the motions. They know how church goes about. But the fact is, is that they have nothing more than religion. That's it. They're going off a set of rules. We don't like rules, but you know, the truth is is that we want them. Oh, say, I don't want no rules. Yes, you do. We want rules. We want to know what we can do and what we can't do. Some of y'all even go to God and say, now what can I get away with? I know this ain't in the Bible. <laughs> my spirit's telling me I shouldn't be doing it, but it ain't in black and white, Jesus. So I'm just going to have to ask you, is Marlboro's all right or not? <laughs> I, I, mean, I is everybody all right? I'm just going to, I need to know. And we got to have that list. We got to have that list. We think that that list is what we have to abide by. But what we don't realize is it is about a relationship. And Jesus, we have this, God has put this in Scripture to show us that there's a difference between somebody that is all about religion and there's a difference between somebody that it's about a relationship. You see this woman walk in, she had no right to be there. I need somebody to help me. She didn't have the right dress on. She didn't have the right hairdo. She didn't carry around the right purse. I need, y'all better hear me. Some of you women will kill somebody over a Michael Kors or whatever they called. And I need somebody, don't be lying to me. <laughs> I know people in this church that have gone all the way to New York so they could get them a fake one or a real one from somebody that stole something. <laughs> Is everybody all right? Don't be, don't be turning, looking at the ground now. Hey, but, hey, I'm gonna go here and say it because I didn't see any of y'all do it. There about three women on that side and went, Hey, Lord. Oh y'all feeling the, How y'all feeling the conviction She wasn't all dressed up She wasn't all proper She didn't know what all to say She just came in Because he had done something for her She loved him For what he had done for her And she didn't care about anybody else In that room Or what they thought about it She busted right up in the house walked right over to where he was, began to wash his feet with her tears, to wipe his feet with her hair, began to kiss his feet, and then anointed them while everybody else that claimed to have all kind of knowledge about him sat around and watched what was going on. I need some, man, Y'all better help me. I read about another one that done this. Her name was Mary of Bethany. And she did it and her own brother was sitting at the table with Jesus and he had just raised him from the dead and he was just sitting there while she... It's amazing to me. I can't make you... I can't... I, 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 you, you can get religion from church but you can't get a relationship. And I fear most people are basing their salvation off of a religion instead of a relationship. We know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. We know how to be proper. I need somebody to help me. We get in fights over whether or not the preacher ought to wear a jacket. I wore a jacket. I brought one in. Get upset because the preacher ain't wearing a tie. Y'all ought to be more proper than that. I'm just glad some of y'all got clothes on. I need somebody to say amen visitors just said what (laughs) What kind of place am I in this woman came in and she shows us a relationship we've gone through a service is that a humming in our sound system or is that outside we we come into church and we've gone through the motions choir's been up there singing the holy spirit's been moving and some of us, it's just a list that we've checked off to make Sunday official. For others, it's a relationship. The question this morning is, which is it for you? I noticed her approach. This woman, I noticed her, her transgressions and her reputation. As I told you, this the Bible says that this woman was a sinner twice. It says that in verse number 37 This uh, 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 Behold a woman in the city which was a sinner. Verse number 39, for she is a sinner. This wasn't just your average sinner. This was a woman that more than likely was a prostitute and therefore she had a very checkered past, if you will. Matter of fact, she had one that nobody else would let go of. Because Simon the, the Pharisee, he made this statement. He said if he were a prophet, he'd know what kind of woman she was. In other words, it's one of those professions and it's one of those reputations that you never quite get over. As a matter of fact, if you look in, in Scripture, Rahab the harlot, back in Judges chapter number 2, Rahab the harlot, her, her, that, that, that title of the harlot carries all the way through into the New Testament. Even though we know that she was saved, even though we know that her household was saved, even though she's in the lineage of Christ, that title never left her. But yet, she could approach him. Oh, Her approach. She came to where he was at. The Bible says that when she heard that he was in the house, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, she brought a, an alabaster box of ointment. Not only see her approach, but I see her attitude. She came in brokenness. For the Bible tells us And she stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. We see her approach, but we also see her attitude. Somebody that has a relationship understands that they can approach Jesus at any time. Somebody that has a relationship with Jesus knows that they will not be turned away. Somebody that has a a relationship with Jesus knows that no matter how ugly life is, he is the only one that they can go to. And so she approaches him with the right attitude, an attitude of brokenness. You know what I don't see in the church anymore? Y'all don't get mad. Don't get mad at me. You know what? I don't see in the church anymore. Brokenness. We think we got fixed. When we got saved and it's just all better now. We still the wretched piece of flesh that we were before we got saved. Oh, say, but we're a new creation. You got that right. We sure are. Therefore, uh, we are a new creation, but come on, y'all. We the same flesh we were when we came to Jesus. Say, preacher, but I'm not, I'm not like I used to be. I need somebody to hallelujah, shout, run the building. I am not who I used to be, but I'm very capable of being him. I need, y'all. Is everybody gonna help me? I'm very capable of being with him. So every time I enter into church, somebody would enter in the, with a relationship. I'm trying to get this apart, get this out. I, I, I beg God to let me put this in words. But if we really seen Jesus for who He was, do you know she was the only one in that, the only one in that room that seen Him for who He was. Simon Simon said, if He was a prophet. The disciples was looking at him. They had seen everything that he had done but yet she was the only one in that room that had an understanding of who he really was and it broke her. Go over here. It broke her. If you and I could get a, you don't get that through religion, you get that through a relationship. When was the last time that your sins broke you. Yeah. But he forgave her. He, he'd already forgiven her sins before she ever got there. When was the last time your sin broke you? I need a man to hear me right now. Boy, boy, this God. We can't, preacher, we can't be crying now in church. Can't be all broken up in church. I got, I got to be the head of the family. You ought to be the first one. That's, that's what that means. That head of the family means that you ought to be the first one broken. I'm having fun. Y'all having fun? Oh, I'm a tough guy. I'm so tough, preacher. I, just, I ain't don't ever cry. Never, ain't nobody gonna break. You ain't got, I need somebody. Y'all ain't got, we ain't got the right relationship. As a husband, as a father, it's my job to lead the house. I should be the first one. Sin doesn't break me, it's not going to break her. If sin doesn't break her, it ain't going to break the youngins. If sin doesn't break the youngins, it ain't going to break the grand youngins. And so it goes on and on. And we come to church and we stand up. We know to when to raise our hands. We know when to say amen. We know when to say hallelujah. But we walk out with religion instead of a. How about it, fellas? When was the last time you was broken over your sin? I know y'all don't ever sin. Right, ladies? Come on, y'all. Help me out, ladies. They don't ever sin. Help me, Michelle. Where's my wife at? Oh, she's out there smoking. <coughs> <laughs> I think she's going to get stuff ready for the, for, for, after the service. Come on, y'all. Ladies, help me. He never sins. He never sins, right? Come here. Help me. Does he ever sin? Would you lie? Yes. Okay. All right. Man, out of one woman in this whole church, I thought you'd be the one that would just absolutely help me out, but she doesn't. She's scared. When was the last time you was broken? Turn me down, bro, Matt. I, I got a roar up here. I don't know what it is. It ain't outside. When was the last time you was broken over your sin? This woman came with a box. An alabaster box. The Bible says that she broke that alabaster box and began to anoint his feet. That alabaster box was the, as all she had to give. It was a very high price. I ain't going to go into all the details because I got to get you out of here. But she gave all she had to offer. Some of us think God just needs our tithe check and we can go on living like we ought to. God wants you. All you have to offer. I'm not going to preach the last one. I will say this. When you get to this point that she was at with a relationship with him, there will be critics. There were those that looked upon her looked upon Jesus and said, if he knew who this woman was, but I want you to notice that Jesus defended her. I need somebody to hear me. In every instant in your Bible where we have somebody worshiping Jesus and somebody attacking, he always defends. Mary of Bethany was sitting at his feet while, Mary, while Martha was going around being cumbersome, working. Martha come in there and said, aren't you going to make her do something? Jesus said, Martha, Martha. You're too busy. You're running around and doing all this other stuff when Mary's chosen that good thing. It's not going to be taken from her. Another instance, there was one that was anointing his feet and they said, that money could have been been spent on the poor. Jesus said, you got the poor always. But you don't have me. Is everybody all right Listen here, you worry about what somebody else is thinking about you, you better worry about what God's thinking about you. In every instance that somebody was attacked for worshiping Jesus, he defended the one that worshiped him. In every instance. Everybody all right? So what are we doing? What do you have this morning, religion? Or do you have a relationship? Is it about a set of rules? Is it about checking this off or checking that off? Or is it about him? Do we come into church and it's got to be the right choir song for us to get into it? It's got to be the right setting. It's got to be the right, I got to have my seat. I got to have my parking spot. (laughs) Everybody all right? I'm having fun. Oh, it's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. We used to have people, we got people rocking, we got blankets all over the place. Now I've noticed all y'all are wearing heated vests. (laughs) I told them, I'm gonna switch this thing up. I'm gonna have this thing, I'm gonna have the heat on in here. It's gonna be like 90 degrees. Y'all gonna feel like y'all are in hell, and I'm gonna preach a salvation message. Everybody gonna get saved. (laughs) Bless God, hallelujah. I don't wanna go there. This morning is it a religion or is it a relationship? You can be taught religion. You can't be taught a relationship. Relationships personal. Though there were critics, there were those those were the, that would criticize her, those that would talk about her, those that would bring up her path, it didn't matter because it wasn't about them, it was about him. Right. Church. The American church has become religion. We've missed out on a relationship. Dalton's going to the piano right now and some husbands, everybody bow your heads with me and I want you to listen to what I'm going to say right here. Some husbands going to grab your wife, and your children, come around an altar and lead them It's past time that some men stand up and be the leaders in their home. Show what it's like to have a relationship instead of a religion. Be broken in our spirit over our sin instead of boasting about it. Surrendered to him I want to leave my family but I want to show them what a relationship is I don't want to show them what religion is they'll run from a religion but they'll run to a relationship They'll walk away. The Bible says in John chapter number 6 and verse 66 that many of his disciples walked away and returned no more. They didn't come back. They'll walk away from religion, but they'll walk to a relationship. Mama needs to hear that. A daddy needs to hear that. They'll walk to a relationship. Walk away from religion. They'll walk away from a set of rules, but they'll walk to a relationship. The right relationship, they'll go to it. The right relationship, they'll surrender to it. With heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around, I'm going to ask you a question this morning, and I'll let you out of here. I know it's been different this morning. But I do feel like God has been moving. So I do come before you this morning and ask you this question. Do you have a relationship with Jesus, or is it just religion? If it's just religion, you're not really seeing him for who he is. It's just a checklist, a list that you've gone down and I've gone to this church and I've done this and I've done what they said to do and this that that's 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 not a relationship. That's religion. That type of religion won't get you into heaven. Heads bowed, nobody looking around. If you were to die today, do you know where you'd spend eternity? Say, preacher, I do not know. I want you to do me this favor and just raise your hand. You ain't got to raise it high. Just high enough for me to see. Preacher, I don't know if I died right now if I'd go to heaven. Is there anybody in here? Be honest with the preacher. Preacher, I'm just not sure. Anybody in here? My next question is, then how's your relationship? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning thanking you for a time that we could gather together. Lord, as we get closer, Lord, to your return, Lord, I fear that we've gotten to a place in our walk where it's all about a set of rules and religion. God, we're no longer in a proper relationship. Lord, we identify with this woman. A past but for some of us hasn't been let go. A past that for some they use it as ammunition against us. But God, our sins have been forgiven. For those that are saved in this building, Lord, we were loved in spite of our sins proved it on a cross your word says Lord that you died for us in our sins as we were sinners Lord I pray we understand the weight of that and our imperfections our filthiness our ugliness God, you loved us when no one else would. You saved us when nothing else could. And Lord, the least that we can do is to come into your presence and approach you with all that we have. Offering back to you, Lord, not not a gift to get us out of debt. But Lord, a gift of here we are, this is all I got, Lord, this is everything that I am. God, I pray this morning that we leave out of here. Not full of religion, but full of a relationship. Lord, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for the choir. Lord, I pray that you'd bless the, rest of the remainder of the day. Watch over us. Keep us safe. Lord, we'll be sure to give you all the honor and glory for it, for it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.